This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hello? Hello, hello. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Honestly, I swear to God, I've been recording for about four months now, pretty much from day one with the exact same microphone, and I think I just properly learned how to use it. Like this whole time, it's been a total guessing game. Definitely, I've had some really bad audio episodes. Like if you go back and listen to a few of them, I can't even listen to them. So apologize retroactively for the terrible listening quality. That is absolutely my fault. But hopefully we're sounding a little bit better. I'm actually able to hear what I'm saying. So amazing. Happy October. This is crazy. Um, The only year I've ever wanted the year to fly by. Now I'm just hoping that the holiday season, the fall season, the winter season is enjoyable. It's fun. Everybody's staying healthy, staying safe. That is of the utmost importance. Somebody asked me the other day if I had any goals for October, like if I had anything in mind that I wanted to be doing for the month. And I used to be that person that would set new goals at the start of every month and I'd feel so refreshed and recharged. But I've kind of stopped doing that, but maybe I need to kind of get back more on the train. Here's where my head's at, though. I'm feeling a little bit unmotivated lately, and by a little bit, I mean a lot of it. I'm feeling just very lazy, very indulgent, like I just want to be sitting at home eating my fall pumpkin Oreos. I don't really want to go to the gym. I don't really want to leave the house. Like I think I've told myself I was going to go on a run for the past four days. Still haven't done it. We'll see how today goes. And I think I'm just feeling a little bit like tired of this lifestyle. Like I want everybody to be healthy again. I want to be able to leave the house comfortably. I just want everybody to be safe and sound. And I think that it's really starting to hit me that we're so far into quarantine. And at the beginning of it, I was just sort of trying to, you know, make the most of the situation if I even could do that. And now I think I'm just very tired of it. So maybe that should be my goal for the month of October. Um, a better attitude, first and foremost, just trying to have a better outlook on the whole situation because, yeah, you can get, you know, down in the mud, but what does that help you? How does that help you? How does that help anybody? I think I need to give myself a little bit more grace because this is my favorite time of year. So I do want to be indulgent. I do want to do the fun things. I do want to not do anything. Like that's somewhat in my nature. But I also think I need to be following a little bit more of a schedule. And I actually think that is my number one goal for October. I feel like it's going to be a really busy month for me. So my number one goal will be sticking to my planner. I'm one of those people that goes through off and on months with my planner. You know, like one week you are Mrs. Planner. She is your ultimate best friend. She's in your back pocket. You're checking her every single second of the day. And then somehow, like just gradually over the next week's time, 
you forgot she even existed. And I don't know how it swaps so suddenly, but I am either hot or cold. There is a no in between. So I need to be very hot with my planner this month. I need to be on top of it. I need to stick to my schedules and I need to not just say, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. Oh, I'll do that the next day because that is my middle name and she does not need to exist in the month of October. It's just not conducive to any sort of productivity. So my number one goal is planner, 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 meetings, meetings, meetings. Um, what is your goal? Tell me your goal. Send me a DM telling me your goal for the month of October. If you don't like goals, then tell me what you're most excited about for the month of October. But speaking of just sort of feeling bleh lately, like definitely unmotivated, definitely not wanting to have that same drive to work out all of the time. That's actually been a topic that I've been wanting to focus on for quite some time. And I apologize for my delay on it. But Really, I think that especially with this overindulgent culture of social media, we are constantly being fed content, particularly in like the fitness realm, if you will, that almost can sometimes make us feel like if we are not working out seven days a week, 24 hours a day, then we're a piece of shit. And of course, that narrative is so wrong. It's so wrong. But, you know, for some reason, even though we know that's not the truth, we allow ourselves to believe it. Like we let ourselves think. I think it's like anything with social media where we just let little things get to our head and we kind of let it eat ourselves alive. And I'm saying we, I mean, I'm kind of speaking on behalf of myself here, but I know that many of you have actually reached out to me telling me a similar narrative. So I don't mean to be speaking on behalf of anybody, but I'll just say myself from now on. Especially when I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed, for example, I follow a lot of fitness influencers. One, because I think they inspire me a lot of the time. Two, because I'm just genuinely interested in following them. I like the people. I like their workout routines. Sometimes I use them as my own workout routine if I just don't know what to do in the gym for that day. Three, because it's just sort of a, a personal interest of mine. Like I've always followed fitness influencers ever since I had an Instagram, just because that's something I've always really cared about. I've always really cared about taking care of my body, being in the gym, going to the gym. That's just something that's always been inspiring to me. So of course, I'm going to follow people who promote a healthy lifestyle or promote going to the gym and sharing their workout routines because I want to be like that. You know, I want to be like them. And also, I feel like there is such diversity in the fitness world that it's important to not just follow one narrative. Like, I want to make sure that I'm following creators of all backgrounds, creators of color, creators that inspire me with weightlifting, that inspire me with running. There's so many different elements to it all that I don't ever just want to focus on one person or one narrative. And while I think there's so many great things to that, because like I said, I want to make sure that I'm having a diverse timeline at the same time, if I'm following, let's say, 50 different fitness influencers, and I'm sure I follow either that amount or more, then that's all I'm seeing on my feed all of the time. And it's great because, like I said, they're amazing, they're inspiring, they're beautiful. But half the time, what are you doing when you're scrolling through social media? You're sitting on your couch, you're maybe eating food, you're at work, you're in bed, wherever you are you're not scrolling through social media when you're working out unless you're maybe you're on the treadmill or something. So I would say a majority of the time, 
I see that content and while I want it to be inspiring to me, it's probably my own insecurities talking here, but a lot of times it just ends up making me feel like, well, crap, I didn't work out today. Does that just mean I'm like a total big fat loser? And all of a sudden there just becomes this pressure kind of internally or maybe through social media to feel like you need to be working out all the time. Or even let's say in my case, I absolutely love making content that's kind of centered around a healthy lifestyle or fitness or fitness challenges, especially on YouTube. And I would say that from that, I get a little bit of pressure, not negatively by any means, but more so just from supply and demand, listening to you all or or getting suggestions for new videos or new challenges that you want me to try. And so I will see, you know, left and right comments of do this workout or try this challenge or review this person, blah, blah, blah which is amazing. And I do enjoy that. But there's also that pressure of feeling like, okay, I need to continually do this fitness thing because it's going to be my video for the week. Even though maybe mentally, I don't want to work out that day. Like I don't want to do anything that day. Or maybe I'm just too swamped with work or life to actually make an hour or 30 minutes to do a workout. And I just want to like take the stigma away from it. Like, You can live a healthy lifestyle without needing to work out seven days a week. I'd say on a good week, I probably work out maybe four or five times a week and I'm feeling good. Like I feel really, really great. If I work out seven days a week, like when I was doing 75 hard and I didn't have a rest day for 75 days, I feel like some days I felt good and then other days I felt drained because our bodies crave that rest time. And the thing is, is when we see these fitness influencers or these people online constantly sharing workout content, and I've mentioned this before, one, it's their job. It is their job to be fitness creators. It is their job to post workout content. So of course, we're going to constantly be bombarded with it. But at the same time, we don't see their off days. We don't see the days that they're just sitting at home. And I would say a lot of times I've seen different creators share that they will go to the gym and film different videos all in one day. Like they might just have one single day where they're almost doing outfit changes, just filming themselves at the gym, filming different videos so they have content for the rest of the week, but they spread it out. So it looks like they're going to the gym every single day, but maybe they only went two or three times that week. But we don't know that because it's not always shared. It's not always transparent. And that's not on their fault at all. But I think when you're just consuming so much of it, you're like, well, golly gee, this freaking sucks. (laughs) Something else that I recently recognized also, just even looking back through pictures or just remembering how I felt, was when I finished 75 hard, like I mentioned, I had not rested, like truly rested in two and a half months. So when your body is constantly being put under that pressure and like the pressure of needing to always move or not having the ample time to recover, you almost don't get to see the benefits right away. And I actually think that I ended up losing more weight the week or two after I was done with 75 hard, not even relative to the scale, but just in knowing how I felt or how I looked I remember thinking, wow, I feel like this past week I've barely worked out, but I feel better and I look better than I did when I was at the peak of 75 hard. 
And truly, I think it was because my body finally had time to just take a second, rest, recover, and probably maybe, I don't know, whatever your body does during that recovery time. Like it ended up being super beneficial for me, but I didn't know that when it was happening, you know, because you're just living your life. But I think I remember feeling like kind of defeated after finishing 75 hard. Like, heck yes, I was really proud of myself, but I was just sort of expecting, I don't know, like a little bit more of like this drastic change. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. And I think it's wrong of me to even put so much pressure on like a single program. But that's why sometimes I look back and think, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I was putting my body through. And of course I was, you know, being smart and whatnot. But at the same time, it was so much that I think my body was finally just so happy to take a moment and relax. And that was good for me. You know, it was what I needed. It was what my body was craving. And my point of all this is that rest is extraordinarily important. And I don't want you to scroll through your social media feed and constantly be seeing these external pressures to feel like you're always needing to be at the gym when in actuality, that is not the truth. It's not good for you. It's not sustainable. And In all honesty, I want to go to the gym after I've rested for a few days because then I feel a little bit more rejuvenated. I feel better about myself. Maybe I even feel more energized rather than just constantly feeling drain, drain, drain. Oh, I have to do this every single day. No, my body's going to be happier with me when I actually take the time to give it the proper care that it deserves. Okay, moving right along to a fun segment that I would like to call I am copying GQ. I wanted to make one of those YouTube videos that I will constantly see on my feed from the brand GQ, where they basically ask, I think they used to do exclusively men because that's the brand, but now I think they're doing women too. I don't know. Either way, it is a series that they do on their channel that's basically asking different celebrities or notable people 10 things that they cannot live without. And I thought it'd be kind of fun to do as a YouTube video, but in all honesty, I feel like I would rather just share it with this beautiful, intimate podcast community. You're my favorite people ever, and you deserve to know the truth. So without further ado, let's dive the heck in to the 10 things that I cannot live without. And I will also link everything that I share in the description box for this podcast episode. If there's anything that you're dying to know more information about, please reach out to me also. But just thought that this would be kind of a fun thing to do for this beautiful afternoon. So let's dive right in. First and foremost, and I hope that this does not come as a surprise to literally anybody, but One of the things that I simply cannot live without is my Nespresso machine. Now, she and I, we go a ways back. I actually received her first as a hand-me-down from my elder sister, Paige. And what a kind gesture for her to do. And something that I don't think either of us knew at the time would truly transform my life. My machine is from the Virtuo line. I believe it is the most bottom tier machine that you can purchase, but don't let that fool you, okay? 
from my experience trying different Nespresso machines, I've had the more delicious cups at the bottom tier product line. So don't be fooled, okay? And I would also argue that most people would steer away from Nespresso because you might think that the pods are too expensive. When in actuality, they're only a dollar and ten cents per pod, which mm, a bit pricey, but less pricey than other instant coffee machines. And the quality of the product I could not rave about more. Like it is the easiest to use beautiful machine that brings me pure joy every single morning, afternoon, and sometimes night. I love her. I love her with all of my heart. I think that if you are still using Keurig, uh, so many questions for you. I appreciate the game, but I think that it is time to elevate your life with Nespresso. And also, you can compost your Nespresso pods. And I do not believe that you can compost your Keurig pods. And I could be wrong about that, but I do know that that was a huge issue back in the day. But I am very proud that I can compost my Nespresso pods because I take full advantage of the opportunity. I think it is great that the company does that. And it makes me all the more eager to make more coffee every single day. So Nespresso Machine, first and foremost, she is a beautiful portion of my life. I don't know if I would be the same person without her, and I would really, really encourage you to look into the Nespresso Machine. Moving right along. This one's a little bit boring, but, um, you know, we're talking 10 essentials here, and I just need to spit you the truth. Vaseline, okay? The tub of Vaseline. Now, you might be thinking, Taylor, gross? Um, don't you just use those in first aid kits? Does anybody still use Vaseline? Wrong. So many ways that you might be wrong. Vaseline is one of the best products that you can get for a chapped lip, a dry face, a small cut on a finger, like so many different purposes that this amazing product serves every single day, multiple times a day. I think it is the only product that actually helps a chapped lip. My mom used Carmex growing up, so I used Carmex whenever I would buy chapstick. But I think that many of the lip balm brands are addictive and they actually put in some sort of addictive thingy that makes you want to use them more. I do not find this to be the same. I do not find this to be the truth with Vaseline. It is the only product that just is pure. It's kind. It only gives you what you ask of it. It does not require much more. She is selfless. She is serving you all of the rehydration that your body needs. Do not be sleeping on the Vaseline, okay? They even have cocoa butter as a flavor, which need I say more? get yourself some Vaseline. No, this is not an ad, but yes, I will make it one. No surprise here, my half gallon of water bottle jug that I carry around with me like it is attached to my hip. I'm actually a little bit in the market for a new water bottle, if I'm being honest, because this tried and true friend has been with me for months and months and months. And while I adore her, uh, she's a little bit obnoxious. Like, I love it because of the convenience, okay? I carry around this half gallon of water with me wherever I go. It's actually 2,000 milliliters, so it's a little bit more than half a gallon. And she's bodacious, you know? She's a little bit uh, flashy. On her side, there are a few quirky phrases, you know, trying to encourage you to drink more water throughout the day, like, 
5 p.m., halfway there, or you've got this, don't stop now. Um, Never once have I paid attention to those. Maybe they help somebody out, but for me, it's almost like an embarrassing bumper sticker that I just live with. So perhaps I'm in the market for a new one, but regardless, the importance here, the moral of the story is that I do drink my water and you should too. Stop neglecting not drinking water. She's important for you. She will nourish you. She will protect you. She will hydrate you. You need to be drinking water. Next up, we have my hot and cold friend, my planner. Now, I've been through the ringer with my planners. I've tried every variety. I've asked for recommendations. I've seen the extremes of both ends of the planner world. And let me tell you, it is vast. It is scary. It can be intimidating, but find the planner that works for you. Now, I would say that a lot of people recommended to me maybe a little bit more of like the, I would say more girly aesthetic ones that are pretty and flowery and they just didn't work for me. I also have a very particular brain, as I'm sure we all do, but I just like to be organized in a way that is coherent for my thought process. And so truly, I'm going to give you my planner recommendation, but honestly, it might not work for you because maybe you don't think the same way that I think. But if you have always been frustrated with the planner community, hear me out. I have found what I believe to be my favorite planner in the modern day. It is from the brand Lamare, that is L-A-M-A-R-E. And not only is she affordable, which somehow is a rarity for the planner community. I don't know why it's so hard to just bind a few pages together. And no disrespect to to planners here, to people who plan the planners, but just it doesn't need to be $100. It really doesn't. But this planner is beautiful. She's kind. She's giving. She's lovely. I think I actually included her in, I think, the video that was like 10 fitness products that I need or something like that. So if you want to watch my YouTube video on that, um, you can see more of this planner. But otherwise, like I said, I'll link this in the description box. This is the kind of planner that you need if you're somebody like me who's a little bit more like do it all dolly. You want to do all of your tasks all in one day, but you don't know how to prioritize them. You like a clean layout. You want a full monthly schedule that you can see that you can help visualize. It is perfect. She's just perfect in every way. I have, I want to say, I don't know if I know the style of it. I will link my specific style down below, but essentially mine has top three priorities for the day, which is remarkable. I can't tell you how good that feels to only have three priorities. Of course, there's room for more things at the very bottom, like other random to-do things, but you should just have like your top three things that you need to get done that day because otherwise your brain is going to get swarmed with information and you might just be like me. You would get overwhelmed and then you would do nothing. And Lomare helps you, okay? She helps you. She helps you thrive. She helps you stay organized. I love her so much, Okay, Lamare planners. Sort of a weird one, but I've realized recently that without this product, I would not be who I am today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. My spoolie. My eyebrow brush and eyebrow powder. Okay. I recently, and by recently I mean like back in January, the last time I was even able to get my eyebrows done. I got my eyebrows done at the Ulta Beauty Bar located in your local Macy's. And I usually don't have a specific um, eyebrow lady. I just, you know, go in and see who's ever available or, you know, make my appointment, whatever. And I happen to be blessed with the most amazing young woman. And she saved my eyebrows for the better. And I, to say that I miss her would be the understatement of 2020. But for most of my eyebrow life, I have been using a spoolie here and there, but also using an eyebrow pencil. And I think that that works for most. It works for some. It works for the more eyebrow makeup talented. But when it comes to the folks like me who maybe need more help than is normally required, the eyebrow powder is a game changer. She is magnificent. She is lovely. She is giving me the life that my eyebrows needed. Now, I've also recognized that I am a different person before and after I brush my eyebrows in the morning. Like, I used to not recognize how important that was. You know, you brush maybe the hair on your head, but do you remember to brush your eyebrows? I sure didn't. Now I won't. Eyebrow brushes and eyebrow powder has changed the game for forever. I use the Benefit Brow Bar Brow Powder. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. It is amazing. It is so easy to apply, like take it from somebody who does not know what they're doing. It is so darn easy. Even if you don't use the powder, just having that spoolie. Oh my gosh. Watch me like look back at this episode and be like, Taylor, you didn't know what you were saying. You don't know what a spoolie is. I hope I'm using the right word. Either way, bottom line, brushing my eyebrows in the morning. A top essential thing for Taylor Woods. <laughs> what has this come to? 2020. What has she brought us? The love of a face mask. You know, I think in the beginning, a lot of us were a little bit pessimistic, but I think as we've gone on, we've started to use these face masks as a fashion statement to which I say, heck yes. My favorite masks, my only masks that I will use, which gosh, <laughs> saying masks, so many times is hard to say. So sorry about that. But the masks that I use are from Kitsch, K-I-T-S-C-H. They're wonderful and they're so darn cute. I get asked what brand they are on a daily basis. They come in a pack of three for, I want to say $12, which at first I was like, wait, is that a lot of money? But then when you compare the other masks in the market right now, some masks are so darn expensive. You would think that you're buying a designer bag, a designer mask. But three for 12 is incredible. Keith and I both use them. I got him kind of like the more neutral colors. I use the fun patterns. 
They're adorable. They go with so many different outfits. I think that they've become a part of me. I am a part of them. Um, that sounded weird to say. They're so easy to wash too and like take care of. Um, they're cloth masks, obviously, and they're just really, really darn cute. I love the brand. Absolutely adore them. So if you haven't heard of Kitsch or you just want a new face masks, I know I tag all of my face masks that I'm wearing from them on my Instagram, which happens to be like so many. Like who would have thought I'd have a Instagram feed with so many masks on it? Um, but I do. And it's all thanks to Kitsch. So thank you so much, Kitsch. Next, we have something a little bit more broad, but something that I receive so many comments on. And that is my collection of jackets and sweaters. I never thought I would ever be complimented in my life for truly anything, let alone my fashion sense. I love fashion. Like I absolutely adore it, but I sort of feel like I have never found my own sense of style. Like I love what I love, but I'm not, I don't know. Like I, if you asked me what my style was, I wouldn't be able to tell you don't got that drip. You know what I mean? But when it comes to my sweaters and my sweatshirts, it's the only thing that my wardrobe consistently consists of. And when it starts to hit literally anything below 70 degrees outside, what is that Celsius? Like mm, 20? Totally, I guess. But my sweaters, my sweatshirts, my hoodies, my jackets, they're out to play. Okay. So many questions, so little time. Actually, ask me all the questions. I have all of the time. I would say a majority of my sweaters are hand-me-downs um, from my family, from my friends. Um, a lot are from thrift stores. Not many, not much. I love to thrift, but I don't thrift that often. Some are from Madewell. I do love a good Madewell sweater. Some are from Nordstrom Rack. I would say that's a great place to look for sweaters because they're always going to be at a cheaper price than they would be at Nordstrom. Love a great Nordstrom Rack sale. A few from Target. A lot of merch, especially when it comes to my hoodies and my sweatshirts. I feel like I've loved merch since the dawn of merch. Like, if you know who Tyler Oakley is, he used to be kind of a big YouTuber. He's still on the platform, I think, but I don't know if he's as popular anymore. But me and my friend loved him back in the day when he was like making these videos about One Direction. And my friend got me an original like fangirl shirt that was like my first piece of merchandise. And I loved it. I have so much Miley merch because Miley is my queen, always forever. Jonas Brothers merch all of the merch. I've just been a merch person for forever. So one day, oh my gosh, it'd be so cool if I made my own merch. <laughs> That'd be amazing. But anyways, I feel like the best way to collect your sweatshirts and your hoodies, your jackets, your sweaters, jumpers, as my English friends will call them, is to just collect over time and to hold on to them far longer than you think is appropriate because they will swing back into style. And maybe they're a little bit outdated. Maybe they've pilled just a little bit too much, but try and take good care of them. Hold on to them for far longer than is needed and the weight will pay off. It, it will be worth the time. It will be worth the closet space. I promise you. Now, of course, when you think of 10 things that are essential in my day-to-day, -day, I would, of course, like to mention my phone and my computer, but hello, I, I think that's fairly obvious. So I'm just going to skip past that one for now, and I'm going to go to my accessory for my phone, which is my new Case Defy case. I 
have always wanted to buy a case-to-fi case, but I just didn't really want to spend money in all honesty. And I also am the kind of person that prefers a cell phone case with credit card holders because I am lazy and I don't love to carry a purse. So having a phone case with card holders is phenomenal. You throw your ID in there, you throw a debit card in there, maybe a little gift card or something, you're good to go, okay? You have a night out, you don't need a purse, you don't need anything. You just need your phone in a pocket and you are good as golden. So that's why I absolutely love them. But I found this case, I think it was actually an Instagram ad, and it is this beautifully kind of like rich red and orange with these adorable ghosts on the case. And it's actually a little bit translucent. It's definitely not clear, but it is based off of the color that the case is. So I think it comes in at least six or seven different colors. I chose to get red. You can look it up on the Casetify website. Again, I will also put a link down below. But it is the cutest thing I've ever seen. And it is the best thing that is getting me in such a good mood every single day. Like I kind of feel like a new person when I get a new phone case. Like it is somehow elevating my look. It elevates your style. It puts me in the holiday spirit. Okay. Spooky season. I love it. I love it so much. And I just love the feel of it. Like even Keith was like, dang, I should get a Casetify case because I think it is so awesome. So if you have never looked into Casetify, I would highly recommend them. I think that they're all the hype because they're worth the hype. You know what I mean? They're absolutely like indestructible. I think I bought the maybe second level or the third level up that has a little bit more of security for your phone. So if you drop it, if you're a klutz like me, it won't break, it won't crack, which I am all the way here for. It's just adorable. Like, and it just is making me in such a good mood. And I cannot wait for whatever they come out with for Christmas because I'm there. And I also want to get one of their uh, eco-friendly cases because I've seen that they do those. And that is right at my alley. Love that. Rounding out the list at number nine, we have my new jump rope. Now, if you would have told me even a few weeks ago that I would be jump roping in my apartment, I would have said, "Um, you're out of your mind. But hear me out. I really want to do the jump rope challenge video on YouTube. And I've been, you know, prepping for it. I've been trying to get started on the challenge. And I am thrilled to say that I am jump roping in my apartment trying to get my loops on, trying to become a better jump roper, trying to get those wicked calves that I've always dreamed of. So, you know, I don't know if I would recommend it to all apartment owners, apartment renters. I happen to live in a very concreted floor. So I'm comfortable knowing that if I jump lightly, I will not disturb my neighbors below. However, I do worry. It is something that goes through my mind every time I'm on my jump rope, but I'm really just trying to work on my skills, okay? I want to get that double under. I want to be quick. I want to be fast. I want to be skilled at the jump rope. So right now, that is an essential part of my day. I'm trying to start my day off with a little jump rope here and there. Really just um, elevate the game. I got my jump rope off of Amazon too. It looks like the most elite thing you've ever seen, even though it was like $10, $12 or something. Totally worth the investment. And now I've got a jump rope for life. And that's pretty damn cool. Last but not least, let's talk skincare because it's important. And I hope it's something that you are prioritizing because I used to not, and I'm mad at myself that I didn't. 
I recently switched to using Paula's Choice for my skincare, which previously I was using Dr. Dennis Gross. I still have their products and I will use them here and there from time to time, but their products are just a lot more expensive than I would prefer to be spending and I just couldn't keep up with spending that amount of money, you know, every few months. So I looked into Paula's Choice and I really liked Paula. I liked her philosophy. I thought she was a cool chick. And I just decided to go for it. So honestly, I was searching around on Amazon. I found a few different of her products. I'm sure there are more that I should look into trying, but I just went for three that I knew would be like my tried and trues. So there's one anti-aging eye cream that has shea butter and peptides in it that helps visibly firm plumps and smooths. And I swear this has made a humongous difference in my eye wrinkles. I didn't think that it could change so significantly, but I swear that they have gone down. They feel better. I feel like they feel more hydrated throughout the day, if that makes sense. Absolutely love that anti-aging eye cream. Next, I have an ultralight super antioxidant concentrate serum with hyaluronic acid, which fights multiple signs of aging. This is amazing too. I think that, again, this just helps me feel really hydrated throughout the day. I think that it's helped a lot of my different like fine lines on my face. It just, I don't know, makes me feel like freaking good. I don't have much other amazing things to say other than the exact same thing over and over again. The last one is just another type of moisturizer. Um, not another. It's a new type of moisturizer. Anti-aging clear skin hydrator with a word I can't pronounce and vitamin C. Lightweight gel lotion delivers immediate hydration, visibly refines pores, brightens, and smooths skin. Love all three of these. And again, I should look into, you know, whatever lines I can get from Paula. But um, I would say for good skincare that is backed by a good company. Uh, she's awesome. And I would say it's fairly affordable. If you're just looking for little ways that you can improve your skincare routine, highly recommend looking into Miss Paula. Miss Paula's choice. Well, my friends, my beautiful, beautiful friends, I think that that concludes the episode for today. I kind of hope that you enjoyed this. No, I don't kind of hope. I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, the day that I am actually recording this is actually International Podcast Day. So with that, I need to throw in a cheesy little plug of how grateful I am for every single one of you. It was the biggest dream of mine to start a podcast. And I think for so long, I was just so nervous about jumping into a platform I really knew nothing about, but I could not be more grateful for the support that you have given me, the kindness that you show me, the fact that you even tune in and listen to my episodes, whether they're weird and dorky like this one, or they're sentimental, or they're, I don't know, hopefully helpful in some way. It just means so much to me. And truly, this has become my favorite platform. And I did not think that that would ever happen considering I just love making my videos and, and whatnot so much. So I just want to thank you so much for giving me a chance for tuning in and listening to this. It has been one of the greatest joys of 2020, and I do not say that lightly. So thank you, thank you, thank you so darn much. I love you all so sincerely. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcasts, feel free to email me, hello at twistypod.com. Message me on Instagram at Taylorwoods with two L's. You can also message me on Twitter. I feel like I'm trying to get a bit more active on Twitter. Um, and I think their direct messaging feels a little bit more 
cohesive than Instagram's. So if I haven't answered you yet, I'm not ignoring you. I don't know what I'm doing, first of all, but also maybe you could try and message me on Twitter if I haven't gotten back to you. So love you all so, so much. I hope you're staying safe, staying well, taking care of yourself, and I will talk to you in the next one. Bye.